You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Good morning. Good morning. That's enough happiness. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Come on. We don't want people thinking that we're happy Christians or anything like that. We don't want anything like that. We want a nice sober, somber atmosphere. Would anyone say... Amen. No, we don't. I'm only kidding. We don't. We don't. Under the influencer is this morning's message. You know, the kids that we just saw this week have been under the influence all week. They've been under the influence of their leaders. They've been under the influence of the atmosphere. They've been under the influence of one another. And they've been under the influence of the Holy Spirit all this week long. If you move through the building here, you'd see it everywhere. There was joy. There was a marvelous atmosphere. We, we, we won't say any more about that. But I want to talk to you this morning about being under the influencer. Have you ever noticed that YouTube influencers and influencers always kind of look a bit like this? They kind of have perfectly white teeth and lovely hair and beautiful bodies and they're just, they're just so perfect. Do you ever notice that? Do you ever notice that there's never any YouTube influencers or influencers on social media who look like me, for instance? You never see them, do you? I want to talk to you this morning about being under the influence. Because I tell you something, we're all under the influence of something, whether we realize it or not. We're all under the influence of something both visible and sometimes invisible. We're under the influence of our chemistry and our chromosomes. We may think that we're making perfectly clear, sane, rational decisions, but they're constantly being influenced by our chemistry, our chromosomes, our company, the people that we listen to, the people that we hang around with. Sometimes we are living under amazingly powerful influences that we're not even conscious of. And I want to talk today about being under the influence-er. The influence-er I want to refer to specifically is the Holy Spirit. That's the influencer who will bring the most life and the most fullness and the most satisfaction to your life. We're all under the influence, right? So here's one for you. Here's an influence that we all share, whether we realize it or not, we're all under the influence of the weather. Amen. I remember it, the year was 2019, sorry, forgive me, the year was 2014. We were over in the old venue we used to meet in Deer Park School. And early in the year, in the, year, in the month of May, we introduced a new song. And the song was, went like this. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. It was the worst summer we ever had. <laughs> Be careful what you pray for. But we're under the influence of the weather and you'll notice that when the weather is good, we're all in better form. When the weather is bad, it's a bit more glum, isn't it? But here's some good news for you if you do live in Ireland. This is very temporary period that we're living through at the moment. Normally it rains, but here's something interesting about the weather. Not only are we as people affected in terms of our mood by the weather, but the weather also has an effect sociologically. Believe it or not, the, we the weather has a powerful effect on the rates of crime. Did you know that? Did you know that when it rains, there is less crime? That's why Ireland is such a safe country to live in. Literally, statistically proven, when it rains, there is less crime. And the, 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 the weather and crime effect is actually a U-curve. Because what happens is, as the temperature gets around 21, 22, 23 degrees, we're all happy. And then it gets up to 31 and 32 and 33 degrees. And as they say in places like Colombia, mucha calor. It is so hot. Do you ever notice how all the hot countries are where they're all shooting each other? 
So next week there's going to be a shooting spree in Ireland. Hallelujah. So we'll be here next week. We're looking forward to some very good weather coming up this week. There's a big high uh, moving in from the south over here to the west. And we're going to see a lot of showers here. But Cork in particular is going to be blessed next week. Uh, as they say in RTE, would anyone say amen? So we come under the effect of weather and we just see the sun come out. We kind of go, yes, it's just going to be a nicer, better day. And we sing, let it, no, let it shine, let it shine. We definitely need a new version of that song for Ireland, don't we? Amen. Anyway. Where are you going, Michael? Here's where I'm going. You're affected by things that you can see, things that you can't see, by the things that you consume and the company that you keep. Here's a couple of Proverbs. Here's a proverb, I should say, from the Old Testament. From the book of Proverbs, here's what it says. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. Now, that's a fairly modern translation of it. It used to be a different way, but I really like this. Walk with the wise and become wise. Now, when you walk with the wise, it doesn't mean, oh, does that mean I have to go walking? No, no, that's not what it means. It means you keep company with the wise. And you yourself will become wise because you'll come under the influence of the wisdom that they have and that they share. And walking with the wise is not necessarily even being with a person. It's who you listen to, like your podcasts and your YouTube channels and your TV series and the books that you read very much influence the way that we think and the way that we believe and the way that we behave. But of course, we know that Jesus himself is the wisdom of God. Walk with Jesus and you will become wise. Will anyone say amen? But the, the other part of it is this, but associate with fools and you get into trouble. And so we're all under the influence as I make the point. And here's something that's very important to pay attention. Sometimes we can come under very, very, very bad influence. An amazing book I read a couple of years ago called Ordinary Men. The story in Ordinary Men is the story of the Police Reserve Battalion 101 and the Final Solution in Poland. You can fill in the blanks yourself. If you don't know what the Final Solution is, look it up. Christopher R. Browning was the writer. And in this book, he took an account of some men who joined the, as it will, the auxiliary corps of the German army during World War II. And these men were a reserve police battalion from the city of Hamburg. And they were normal people. They were ordinary men. They were butchers, bakers, candlestick makers. They were normal policemen. They were accountants. They were shopkeepers, carpenters, mechanics. That's what their jobs were. But then, just after the start of uh, World War II, after the invasion of Poland, after the Eisensatzgruppe Eisensatzgrupp went into, into Poland, in came, uh, they, these guys were ordered to go to Poland to keep order in the conquered territories in Poland by the Nazi government. And uh, w- shortly after getting there, about a week after they got there, they were sent to a town called Josefau. That's my bad pronunciation of it. I don't think that's actually the real pronunciation, but it's as close as I can do. They were sent to this town, and they were called into the square first thing in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and they were given their instructions. These were just ordinary men, and they were told, this is what we're doing today. We're going to round up all of the Jews in this town. We're going to take them outside of the town, and we're going to kill them all, every one of them, with our rifles. And of course, these ordinary men balked, and they just like, what? No way. Like, I, I, I can't do that. And a good number of them protested. But because it was orders from above and because of peer pressure around them, they went through with it. And they got sick and some of them deserted and some even committed suicide. But over time, this group of ordinary men, slowly but surely, slowly but surely became accustomed to the practice that they were doing. And over the following two and a half to three years, they literally killed hundreds of thousands of people. Because they came under the influence of the wrong people. That is an extreme example 
of what can happen in our lives when we fall under the wrong influence. Are you with me? I know it's a serious story when a Sunday I came to church, cheer me up, Michael. But that's, that's real life, brothers and sisters. That really happens in the real world. Unfortunately, it's even happening today, as we well know. But let me move on. This is what Paul writes. He talks about being under the influence too, and he gives a great line. Really simple line. We can figure this one out. Don't be drunk with wine, because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Don't be drunk with wine. What I like, I like the way that he matches it up. He matches up the intoxicating effect of wine or alcohol. You can't say, well, it just said wine. You can still have vodka. Like, that's fine. But the point he's making is don't be getting drunk, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit because everybody knows what a drunk person behaves like. They all know what it's like when somebody's had a few too many. Everyone knows what that's like. And so it should be the same when we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The people around you will know it and they will be affected by the effect on you. Are you with me? It's not only just for you, it's for others always. I love the way Tom opened with that very scripture. Be filled with the Holy Spirit or as it says in the Greek, in the literal translation, be, be, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. And actually, in fact, the effects of being drunk, that's not unusual. Acts chapter 2, here we go, that's what it says in Acts chapter 2. These people at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost, these people are not drunk as you suppose, said Peter. When people observe people filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, people thought they were drunk. He said, no, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel in the last days. God says, I will pour my spirit on a handful of people. Hallelujah. I will pour my spirit on all people. Just a quick question. Is is everybody here included in the word all? If I said all here, if you think you might be in all, would you just raise your hand? If you're just one of the all, yeah, there's a couple of people here who feel they're outside of time. That's okay, but we're all in the all. And he talks about here how this was the effect that it had on people. It was obvious and it was evident that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to look at about how when the Holy Spirit influences us, we become influencers. Are you with me? And that is not only for our good, but for the good of those around us as well and I want to pray at the end that we would have the influence of the Holy Spirit on us and that we would go into our week and be influencers where we go where we live and where we do life are you with me let me give you some quick examples here we go we're going to go diving into Acts chapter into the book of Acts here we're going to start off in Acts chapter 8 the story of Philip I'm going to bullet through this here he goes this is what he says as for Philip this is what happened to him the Lord an angel of the Lord said to him go south to the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia. As you do, I was out for a walk today and I met the treasurer. I met the minister for finance, Pathkal Donahue. How are you, Michael? Lovely to meet you. And he, he, met the, he meets the minister for finance of, of, uh, of Ethiopia as you're out for a walk one day. And like, the Lord has told him, go down there. Can you imagine what was that? It was like, go down to the road and you'll know what you're going to do when you get there. No details given to Philip. It goes on to say this. The Holy Spirit said to Peter, go over and walk alongside that carriage. Now, we don't don't know in what way Philip heard that voice. Was it an audible voice? Was it an internal voice? Was it a direction in the soul? Was it a prompting? We don't know, but we know this. When he heard it, he obeyed it. He listened to the Lord and he obeyed. It goes on to say this. Philip ran over and he heard the man 
reading from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 53 as we would know it. And Philip said to him, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And then he urged, the minister for finance, or urged Philip up to come up into his carriage and sit with him. Now there's two important things to know here. One is, he listened to the conversation that was going on. He listened to what the man was reading. Does that mean a Christian should be going and snooping what people are saying and what they're doing? Not at all. But it does mean that we should be aware what's going on in the lives of the people around us and maybe God will give us the key to a situation that you're dealing with. It could be in your home, it could be in your work, it could be in any situation. This particular one, this guy was reading a passage of scripture he didn't understand as a sheep from Isaiah 53. As a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Thankfully, Philip both knew the Bible, he knew Jesus, and he knew what to say. This man became a Christian and was baptized that day. Here's, here's another example. What about Ananias? Or Ananias, as he should be properly called. Ananias. This is what happened to Ananias in Acts chapter 9. Ananias. No, there was a believer in Damascus and his name was Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. Isn't that great? Imagine if you heard the voice of the Lord. Michael. Yes, Lord. Instead of Michael. Ah! You know, just yes, Lord. His response was so full and so strong. It says this. The Lord said to him, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. And when you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. This is the best part. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming to lay hands on him so he can see again. Can you imagine that? They have what's very, very, very rare in the Bible. It's, it's a, it happens a few times in the book of Acts. Very rare. A twin vision. So Ananias has a vision of Saul, or here's the Lord. And at the same time, Ananias, or Saul is hearing about Ananias. And Saul is the guy who persecuted the church. And of course, Ananias recoiled, but he got involved in the situation. He obeyed the Lord. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he became an influencer. Are you with me? The same for Philip. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he became an influencer. He influenced the treasurer. This guy influences this guy called Saul. I love it. How do you know but that the Lord is speaking to somebody in your situation and it's your voice will unlock their situation, unlock their understanding. Maybe someone you work with had a dream last night or will have a dream on Monday tonight and you'll have the key to understand that wouldn't that be powerful we need to be listening listening one ear to the world and one ear to the lord amen amen last one for this one agabus everybody knows the the, the best story about agabus and the belt but here's a different story about agabus agabus was a prophet here of course it says some prophets traveled from jerusalem to antioch now one of them named agabus took a big risk right he stood up in one of the meetings and he predicted by the spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire roman world this was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. I love the way he puts this in brackets afterwards. Agabus takes a big risk. There's going to be a big famine. And everybody goes, all right, chat. Thanks for sharing that, Agabus. All right, all right. Thanks for sharing that. But then they look, Luke, Luke puts in, this was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So this prophecy happened somewhere around 37 or 38 AD. And... Claudius comes to power in AD 41 and the famine starts in AD 42. So people were ready as a result of God speaking prophetically through Agabus. It takes a lot of courage to stand up and make a prediction like that. Lord, give us that courage. Would anyone say amen? 
Well, I like the response though. He gets up under the influence of the Holy Spirit and then he becomes influential because this is what it says. So the believers in Antioch on the basis of nothing other than the prophecy of Agabus decide to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This man's obedience to the Holy Spirit coming under the influence becomes influential in the church and they give as much as they can for the relief of their Christian brothers and sisters back in Jerusalem and Judea. Hallelujah. Come under the influence, become an influencer. Come under the influence, become an influencer. The last, last one I want to pull from this is the story, of course, of Peter and John. It's further back. It's back in Acts chapter 4. Peter and John in Acts chapter 4. I love what it says about them. First of all, they're going up to the temple. They see a man who's crippled. The guy is begging. Peter says to him, gold and silver we don't have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Takes the man by the hand. The man skips and dances into the temple. And so they are put on trial for performing a miracle in Jesus' name. As you are, as happens, this guy couldn't walk. No, he could walk. There's a miracle. They're put on trial. And so they responded that they were going to speak in the name of Jesus no matter what happened. And this is what the high council noticed about them. And this is where we're actually actually nearly done. I'm after flying through it. We're nearly done. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. No special schooling, no great education, no amazing things about them, no degree from the the, the Bible college, no particular skills or abilities other than just being finished fishermen. They were ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They kept company and that company influenced them. If you keep that company, that company will influence you too. It will affect your life in a way that you won't even recognize. You will say things you never expected to say. You'll find yourself in places you never expected to find yourself in. You will become more influential because you've been in the company of Jesus than if you were in the company of anyone else. Now, you've made a good choice today because you're in the company of Christians. That's the best company you can keep. Would anyone say amen? That's the best company you can keep other than the company of Jesus himself. And of course, Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So you're in the company of Jesus this morning. And why is that important? Because in and of ourselves, we really have nothing to offer. It is what God does in us. It is what Jesus does through us is what we have to offer. We know you should be familiar with the scripture where Jesus said this in John's gospel. He said, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. I love the last bit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and I in you, you will produce, what will you produce? Fruit. You will produce much fruit, Tom. Tom, this is church. It's 10 10 o'clock service on Sunday morning. You will produce much fruit. Praise It's great to know the pastor's listening, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you like your life to produce much fruit? I'd like my life to produce much fruit, but I know this. The only way that I can produce much fruit is if I come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way I'll produce that kind of fruit, unless I come under the influence of the purposes of God. And when we do so, we are blessed and those around us 
are blessed. The message this morning is really simple. Who is influencing you? And what is that influence? What is the effect of that influence? Do you want to be an influential person for Jesus? Or do you want to be an influential person for something else? That's the kesht. That's the kesht. Who are you keeping company with? I love the way Paul finishes off the very last verse of of 2 Corinthians chapter 13. The very last verse of it says very simply this. He says this. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and what else? The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Be with you all. Not the special ones, not the spiritual ones, not the amazing ones, that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Would you like to know the spirit of Ananias, the spirit of the spirit of Agabus, the spirit of Philip resting in life, the spirit that rested upon James and John and Peter and the early Christians. If you want to know that, you have to get under the influence of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray. Will you stand with me? We're going to pray. It's very simple this morning. My prayer is very simple. If you want to say this morning, Lord, I want to come under your influence. And as a result, I want to be influenced. I want to be used by you to influence others. Whether that is in your work, whether it's in your home, maybe it's in your relationships with your family, with your brothers and sisters or with your neighbors, or most importantly, those who are seeking you. Lord, would you use me? But not only that, Lord, would you influence me for your glory and for my good? Would anyone say amen? If that's your prayer this morning, will you raise your hand? We're going to sing in a second. We're going to sing because this influence, though invisible, will become visible in our lives. We're going to sing even when I don't see it. You're working in just a moment. If you've raised your hand, you want to say, Lord, would you influence me and help me to be an influencer? I'm going to invite you to come forward. We're going to pray. We've got a few minutes left. We're going to, I'm going to invite you forward. We're going to pray together. And we're going to ask God to influence us and flow on us and come upon us so that we can be used in our situations, Julie, even when I don't see it. Hallelujah. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop. You are a maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you. That is who you are. A maker, miracle worker. Stop working, you never stop.
those are your prayers today to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit and to become an influencer for the Holy Spirit will you raise your hands to heaven we're going to pray whether you're up here or you're down in the body of the hall wherever you are in this hall we want to pray but I say hallelujah 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 Lord we know today that our enemy trembles when we put up our hands and say Lord use me Oh no, that means the kingdom of darkness is going to get into hot water again. Hallelujah. Lord, for my brothers and sisters who are standing here, Lord, I pray that the influence of your Holy Spirit would be all over their lives, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, they would feel themselves, as it were, drunk with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would feel the physical effects of knowing that your invisible spirit will become visible in them, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, today for your people, regardless of where they live, where they study, where they work, whoever they hang around with, wherever they listen, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they would be like Ananias. I pray, Lord, they would be like Agabus. I pray that they would be like Philip, Lord, that they would hear your voice clearly and your direction clearly for their lives, Lord Jesus. I pray the anointing of your Holy Spirit would rest upon every hand, every head, and every heart here in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, as a result of that, I pray that as we go into our week, this week, Lord, we pray that we would become influential in our conversations. Give us ears to hear what your Spirit would say to us. Make us influential in our homes and in our workplaces, Lord Jesus. May we speak your words of life at the right time and in the right season, Lord Jesus, we pray. So this week our prayer, really simply, Lord, let us come under your influence for your glory and for our good. Bless your people this week, Lord, with your presence, with your power, with your anointing, Lord Jesus. And God, use us. Hear our prayer this morning and take us at our word. Would anyone say amen? Lord, as we sleep tonight with our head on the pillow, may we hear, may we have dreams from heaven. Would anyone say amen? When we read your word, may its life pop off the page and smack us in the face so that we have words to say to others. May we be filled, almost gurgling with your Holy Spirit, Lord, in conversations that we are in. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. Can I invite you wherever you are? Will you raise your hands? We're going to do a closing prayer. As we close this morning, Lord Jesus Christ, would you bless us and keep us and go before us and guide us and fill us this coming week. May we know your blessing, your protection, and your provision in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people say, Amen. Praise God. Let's be expectant. Let's be an expectant people. Amen. Amen. God will take us at our word. The guys are going to play us out. They're going to continue playing the song and play us out. We're serving tea and coffee downstairs in the Courtyard Cafe. Hope you can join us and stop for a few minutes as you leave. God bless you and go with you and use you in this coming week. In Jesus' name. You are